Alrighty, what's up everyone? This is a new episode of Sports Harder coming at you live on this Friday evening. As always, I am your host, Maddie Lukewarm Ice, and I actually have a special co-host for the evening, Chris the Gorilla Binder. He's uh, enjoying Vegas, you know, maybe putting some bets, making some money out there, hopefully for, uh, for the podcast. But my uh, special guest for this evening is Colt. And I'm going to butcher your last name probably, uh, Schroeder? Schroeder. Schroeder, there you go. See, I knew I probably would not say that right. But uh, how's it going there tonight, Colt? It's going good, man. How you doing? Yeah, oof, might have to turn down the, the, the volume a little bit so we don't get that feedback. I know that feeling. I've had that in my life before. <laughs> All the way down, so. Oh, there we go. No, better. No, there we go. Better feedback there. There we go. Well, uh, Colt, if you want to introduce yourself and uh, share a little bit, you know, uh, what type of sports fan you are, what sports you like, what teams you like, you know, where you're from, the whole the whole jazz, the whole nine yards. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in western New York, so that should pretty much just tell you where my, my fandom lies, right? Uh, there's not many of us that grew up in that area and are actually like allowed to like somebody else, right? So <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely a Buffalo Bills fan. Through uh, Buffalo Sabers, uh, where I go sideways a little bit is I'm actually a Boston Red Sox fan, um, and that and that only comes from uh, growing up uh, playing little league and stuff. I was on, I went from the Braves, so I was like a huge Braves fan, and I love David Justice, and that's why I love the Braves. But then when I moved to the next level, we were the Red Sox, so I uh, just fell in with love with the Red Sox when I was like 12, and it just kind of stuck with me from there. Uh, basketball, I don't, I don't really hang in the basketball world too much. I enjoy the college ranks uh, more than I do the NBA. Uh, I am in Sacramento, so I have the Kings in my backyard here. Uh, so I do go to some Kings games. Uh, and I grew up a little bit liking the Kings, um, but that was mostly just because of the Fab Four, right? Chris Weber, uh, and I liked Chris Weber when he was at Michigan. And, I, and, you know, I grew up in that era. So I kind of did like the Kings, and I do have a Chris Weber jersey from well before I even moved here. So uh, that that's kind of where my fandom lies, but I'm truly uh, football is number one in my life, uh, and the rest of them just kind of are are there because there's no football all the time. Right? So I gotta find something else to do. But yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Unfortunately, football doesn't go all year round. Uh, but uh, you know, we do have the luxury of off season, which is you know NFL draft and. You know, it's going to be – we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, a huge QB carousel coming up this offseason, I feel like. Um, yeah, so seen some of it, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of movements that are going to be going on. Um, well, uh, did you want to do a shout-out for your podcast that you're, you know, working on and doing before we yeah, get so, going? Um, I just – you know, I actually uh, shout out a couple of things, if that's cool. Cause, yeah. Um, you know, I spent my summer um, in the Bills season with the guys over at Built in Buffalo. Uh, you know, they kind of gave me my shot and got me moving in the podcast world. Um, you know, Dave, Dave Myers and Akeem Richens, uh, you know, over there at Built in Buffalo. So if you're a Bills fan, football fan, uh, you know, if you, if you like content and good content, they've got it going on. Uh, and so you should go check them out. Um, for this offseason, I just launched my own show actually last week. Uh, the second episode is going to get uh, sent out actually as soon as we're done here. Oh, awesome. Uh, so I, I recorded it on Wednesday and got it all ready to roll. So I'm going to launch it today. 
Uh, that's that's called the Buffalo Nerd. Uh, and what I'm doing is a, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, I still do football and going to be chatting, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, I have a son that uh, has cerebral palsy. So, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of foundations and uh, things of that nature. So the big part of the show is is going to be centered around every guest that I have on. We're going to talk. We're going to talk charity. You know, a charity of their choice, uh, something that they're a big fan of, foundations, organizations that they like to back. Uh, so my first guest uh, was actually um, her name is Jenna Cottrell. She's the sports anchor for the local Buffalo, New Rochester, next city over from Buffalo. Uh, so we chat a little bit about the Leukemia Lymphoma Foundation and just uh, kind of chat know about that a little bit so it's still football we talk bills yeah. we're doing nfl we're doing gambling we're doing all the gamut <laughs> still right but the center of the show is meant to just kind of give people an opportunity to learn about something new uh you know some something cool that's happening uh, you know a foundation that's doing really good things for everybody uh, and so we kind of we kind of start out with that so uh that's where you'll find me the buffalo nerd i you know that's going to be my main my main mission uh moving forward uh, spreading the word about foundations and charities and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm out there looking to come on to places like here, you know, you offered me to come on, which is awesome because I, I absolutely love coming on and, you know, being parts of other people's journeys. And, you know, you guys have been grinding a lot longer than I have uh, realistically, <laughs> um, you know, and so it's nice that to get on with other people that are putting in work and trying to do something cool for everybody, you know, so I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, no problem. Well, we appreciate you being on. I know Chris wished uh, he could be here too, so we could kind of have like the three-headed monster of the podcast. But uh, uh, he's enjoying, like I said, he's enjoying Vegas. Uh, he's having a fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't can't blame him for that. That's for sure. Well, uh, we definitely uh, appreciate you being on, though, and uh, you know, spicing it up, mixing it up. Like you said, we we we've got a lot of episodes. Where I think this one is ninety-six, so we're yeah. almost up to a hundred episodes. Um, we don't, we don't have a big fan base, but it started off with, you know, just me and one of my friends just wanting to have some fun, you know, wanting to kill some time. We always talked about it at work all the time. And then we were just like, well, why not just, you know, talk about it on a podcast, you know? So, yeah, man, I mean, for me, uh, I, I do it mostly just cause I want to meet new people. Right. So it's, it's fun talking to different people. So it's to, like, for that's part of why the show that, that I'm doing, I'm, I'm, you know, I know a bunch of guys in the Buffalo podcast space, but I'm kind of trending away from that a little bit in my show that I'm doing right now because I want to hear other people's opinions of the Bills. I want to, you know, I want to chat about just other things going on with the team and stuff like that, too. So my goal is to get in front of as many people as I can that I don't know this offseason, right, and do a lot of first person and, you know, first time ever meeting somebody like you and I are right now, right? Just yeah. sitting down and talking football, talking sports, having a good time with somebody else that enjoys it the same way, right? I like it. I love it. Well, well, I, I definitely have some questions for you about, you know, bills and everything like that. But first, okay. um, we'll get into the Super Bowl because with our podcast, unfortunately, you know, with it being on Fridays, we have a long wait period before, you know, being able to talk about certain things like that that happen on Sundays. So, um, so the first thing uh, we always like to call this segment, what's going down. So what's going down was recently the Super Bowl. Uh pretty pretty crazy um it's one of those things where anybody can debate until you're blue in the face if tom brady is considered the goat or not um how he's got it's a debate anymore really right i mean like he's the best i i I, it sucks to say it yeah (laughs) i mean so some i mean when it comes to rings yes he's definitely he's the best because he's gone to 10 and has won seven i mean that's unfathomable um now to talk about the game a little bit, uh, 
it seemed like the first half was a lot of penalties, especially going towards pass interference and holding and everything. And even during the halftime with the sports analysts uh, for CBS, they even said, uh, I feel like the refs are kind of, you know, putting their, their hand in it a little bit too much. They kind of just need to go back to the way it used to be and just let them play. Um, and Super Bowl is usually the biggest one where they hold their flags. You know, you usually don't have a lot of penalties in a Super Bowl. Um, do you feel like the, the refs are a little generous to Tampa in the first half of the, of the game? So I, I'm going to give you the biased opinion on the other side of this, actually, because, uh, you know, me being a Bills fan, we just got done playing the Chiefs. And, yes, That's I have true. hard feelings towards them, right? <laughs> but on top of that, if you actually go and watch the Chiefs play and you go back and watch all their games and things of that nature, what they were getting called for, they do all the time. This is what they do. They hold a lot. They mm-hmm. grab a lot. Yeah. They get away with a lot of things. So – Yes, was it probably not the right situation to decide that all of a sudden that you wanted to start really holding them accountable for what they were doing? But if you go by what was actually taking place, I mean, they were penalties, right? There wasn't there wasn't any of them that you that I felt were just like that's not a penalty, right? Like maybe close, but still, like yes, it sucks that it comes in a Super Bowl, but I I almost feel like it's a bailout for the Chiefs a little bit for coming in not really ready. It looked like almost to me, yeah, you know, uh, like. Or just Tampa was that ready, right? Like they knew. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard any of the stuff afterwards, you know, where like the interaction with Brady and Mahomes, and then Kelsey comes up and talks to Brady, and he basically says, like, I had a feeling you would figure it out, right? So, wait, like, so you hadn't, you didn't think your team was going to win? I mean, is that like what you guys came into this game with? Like, you were the defending champions who lost only one game all year. Yeah. I was telling people prior to the game that. If there was anything that I thought would actually take place, we can't just sit come out gun home, right? Like, and just start going to town. But well, yeah, because the first time that they had played the Bucks, I mean, um, uh, Tyree Kill had over 200 receiving yards in the first quarter. I mean, right. <laughs> like, and then he didn't have like uh, what he had like one catch, two catches in the Super Bowl, like yeah, I mean, like 30 yards or something like that. It wasn't, you know. And that's if you go see. So when they played the Bills the week prior, we gave up a ton of yards to Hill and to Kelsey. And before, prior to that, when we played them earlier in the season, Hill had 30 yards receiving. Kelsey had 80 yards receiving. I mean, we held them way in check. And then in the championship game, they just kind of did what Kansas City somehow tends to do. They just kind of started killing it. And in this game, they just they couldn't do it. It looked ugly. I mean, it, it did. It yeah, it looked like Mahomes had a chance to breathe. Even when he had a chance to breathe, he didn't look like he knew what he was supposed to be doing. Right? Because obviously, he said afterwards that wide receivers weren't where they were supposed to be, or whatever. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but he. He was having a hard time. Oh, yeah. And drop passes don't help either. You know, yeah, if your receivers are dropping passes. Face, yeah. yeah. Shot to the face with a football that was thrown to you as a pro. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mahomes was running for his life. I mean, the whole game. Because um, the offensive line was so beat up. I mean, when Fisher went down the championship game with a torn ACL, I mean, your best one of your best offensive linemen goes down. And you're not going to have them for the Super Bowl or torn Achilles or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, well, and to me, then if you and you come in knowing that, and you know you're going against Tampa Bay, who has a good front, right? Like, and they're going to eat, and they're going to come and get you. You didn't 
change up your game plan to like be chipping every play or like doing I mean you brought in two guys in the Super Bowl that weren't <laughs> in your starting lineup normally, right? And they're yeah. now being you're defending your five trillion dollar quarterback who you think is <laughs> the best player in the world. Right. You know, and then you don't chip or do nothing. You just try to let those guys hold up against those four. Sure, I can see that in the beginning, but the first three times they blow past you, you, you can't continue that. So I, I felt yeah. like they got like hit in the mouth and they didn't respond at all. They just kind of were like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I was uh, watching it with my wife and she's a big Patrick Mahomes fan. She she loves the Chiefs and, you know, she was really worried, you know, after the second quarter, after the first half was done. And I said, ah. Don't worry, you know, Andy Reid is going to adjust and he's going to know what to do in the second half and they'll at least have a chance. Like, I didn't say they would win, but they at least, you know, because usually the Chiefs can score 14 points in less than a minute, you know, and so, yeah, yeah, boom, 14 points. points. So I was just like, yeah, it'll be fine. And then, like you said, they they came out and literally didn't do anything different. Like, there there was nothing changed. Yeah, it looked the same. Like, they were just kind of like, oh, we're not going to win today. (laughs) <laughs> and they just like were like, okay, let's pack it in. Tom Brady's on the other side, yeah. right? And, yeah. and I get that. Like, I mean, if I was betting on this game, then I was a hundred before the game. I took Tampa Bay, you know, on a show that I was on. I'm like, Tampa Bay is, especially when you're they were you were getting three and a half points with them. I mean, like, there I, I didn't have any thought in my head whatsoever that this mm-hmm. game was going to be a blowout. And then to see Tampa Bay just whoop them. Was, I was more pissed, actually, and I texted one of my good friends during it, and I was like, the only thing I'm really upset about in this because I wanted the Chiefs to lose, I did not want Mahomes to win a second Super Bowl, <laughs> was I was disappointed that this was the representation of the AFC in the Super Bowl. They just looked bad. Yeah. And I thought the AFC was better hands down from top to bottom this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you compared AFC to NFC, it just seemed like, yeah, the AFC was uh, head above water of everybody else, um, especially with just the Bills and the Chiefs alone, just those, those well, two teams. 11-1 I mean. to one teams, 11-win teams not getting in. Yeah, playoffs, right? yeah. You know, like, and the, so the, the division was tight this year. Yeah, and then you have the NFC East who, you know, the freaking right. Washington right. football team gets in, you know, like, well, what's going on with that? Like, they must have like a meeting before the season and they just like spin a bottle or something and that decides who is going to have the chance to win and then besides that they just like kind of just fumble their way through every it feels like right. the past four years they've not had a clear cut good team in that league that's true i think the only time they ever had that was maybe when Dak and zeke their rookie year and they the first one yeah. yeah but even then when they got in right it was just like get out of here <laughs> which i'm okay with because i'm anti the cowboys so. oh <laughs> then there, there you go then i mean that's like 90 percent of the fan base around here <laughs> it's either cowboys yeah, I or like, uh, i just saw something like the nfl decided to um make it to where like the home team would no longer have home field advantage so the cowboys would never have to worry about it <laughs> you know, something like that. It was some weird thing where they were just like totally trashing on the Cowboys, and I'm like, yeah, I love it when people trash on the Cowboys because Jerry and America's team <laughs> have not been good for a while. 
Yeah, no, that's that's very true. And um, yeah, I saw a meme um, earlier. Uh, one of my friends who's a Washington football uh, team fan posted it. And it was like uh, Tom Brady's daughter, like holding a Lombardi. And it was just like, yeah, Tom Brady's daughter has held a, Lombro- uh, a Lombardi trophy sooner at eight years old than the Cowboys have in the past 20 years or something yeah, like that. Well, Same for the Bills, too, realistically. <laughs> She's been around more Super Bowl trophies than me. <laughs> That, yeah, well, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's been around for almost all seven of them, I think. She, she's got to be around, like right around that age, isn't she? I think so. Yeah, she's she's. They said she's, she's eight years old or something. Time. So she's been around for three or four of them at least. <laughs> so Wouldn't that'd be nice. We can't even get one. <laughs> Hey, I, I feel you. I mean, the Rams' best shot was against the, you know, Patriots, and we couldn't score a single touchdown. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's tough when that happens. It's almost <laughs> more disappointing to get there and show up like that and have a game like that than, you know, to not even win it at all. You know, like, I feel like if I – like, the loss is fine, but to go there and just, like, have something completely disappointing happen where you're like the Chiefs, you put up nine points, and you're just like, holy crap, what, what did we do? We came all – all season for nine points, huh? Oh, yeah. Sucks, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. And that I, I kind of brought this up the other day uh, with uh, Chris, my co-host, that, you know, it's kind of odd that, you know, the Rams' high-scoring offense that season gets to the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, scores nine points. Chiefs' mm-hmm. high-scoring offense all season gets the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and then only scores yeah. nine points. Like There's a common theme there, I think, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's Tom Brady, and he already came out and said, right, like right after, like we'll be back for next year. And it's like, oh, good. Yep. I mean, great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Tom Brady year. Realistically, um, and we've talked about on the show a couple times, you know, Tom Brady's longevity and how much realistically he has left, like going forward. Um, I mean, I I predicted on the show and said, you know, I can maybe see him going maybe another two years and then and then calling it good. But if he gets injured at any point in time during that time, I don't see him being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, rehab and come back. Like, I feel like at that point he'd probably just be like, okay, I'm done. Like, you know. Right. Especially yeah. if it was a major injury, like like a torn ACL or something like that. Like, you know. Right. I don't know, though. He, he also is the kind of guy that would probably try to come back from that just to prove everybody wrong, right, to, like that he is the best. But he is injured, right? We just saw, like – during the Super Bowl parade, that's the first thing that I saw when he was on the boat there. I was like, what's he have a knee brace on for? I don't recall any word of anything going on with his knee. And then immediately after that, it was like Tom Brady's having knee surgery. So it's like, hmm, interesting. I wonder what he's got going on with his knee. So I think he's going to gradually just start to break down a little bit. But the way that, I mean, if you looked at his jersey at the end of the game, it looked like he had a brand new jersey on. I mean, that offensive right. line keeps him clean that guy could play five more years realistically, you know, the way he's going right now. But I agree with you. He's probably got, and it's going to depend on what they can do because they got money problems coming up real soon. You know, if they want to try to keep that team intact. So it'll depend on that too. I think of how good that team can be. I imagine he thinks they've got one more run in them for sure. You know, like next season, they could probably go for one more run at it. Yeah. And he, he may check out after that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, you know, trying to make it to more Super Bowls and try to win more Super Bowls, you know, I don't know really what he's 
you know, trying to prove since he's already surpassed everyone at this point. Um, do you feel that Patrick Mahomes is going to have that same mentality of Brady or like a Michael Jordan or, you know, someone like that, that's like so meticulous and so like, I want to be the best. I want to be the greatest that he's going to be able to rise to that same level. I'm not saying he's going to get the 10 Super Bowls like Tom Brady did, but to even attempt to, you know, get multiple rings, you know, after getting the first one. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think he's going to be, I, I don't think Mahomes is that great. Uh, and, and he's a great, he's a great quarterback, but I don't, I don't think he's at that caliber of where he's going to be like taking, I mean, if you look at guys like Aaron Rodgers, right, he just won his third MVP and he's only been to the Super Bowl a couple of times. So, it, I mean, it's a super hard thing to actually get to a Super Bowl year after year after year. And it'll be interesting to see what that team can do how long Andy Reid is going to continue to be the head coach there. Uh, you know, that all that stuff I think plays in. I don't think it's that to me, that's not Patrick Mahomes hasn't shown me that he's like capable of just carrying them to multiple Super Bowls, right? The way that Tom Brady has kind of done it over a few years where he just willed them to Super Bowls. You could see it, right? And he was capable of doing it. I don't feel that I'm seeing that from Mahomes yet. I think he's still learning, which is fine. I mean, he's a young kid, right? I mean, he's still learning. He's only a few years in. Uh, but for the money he's being paid, the expectations he's going to have on him, I don't I don't know that he's going to be able to keep it up. I actually think that their window might be, like, trending down right now, actually, after this loss. I, he, To me, like, he makes a lot of phenomenal plays, but I, I don't know how long that can last consistently in the NFL when you – are a young, like kind of a smaller quarterback that's going to take a beating. I mean, he was already hurt this year. You know, I just feel like some of that stuff could catch up with him, that playing style that he has, that throughout time that could really take an effect on him, which could hinder his career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and to be able to do what Tom Brady's done, it's because he's been able to keep his body the way that he's been able to keep it and be able to stay as healthy as long as he has. I mean, I think he's only – if I remember right, I think he's only had like one year where he got injured and he tore like an ACL or something like that. And he was out for one year and that was all that I recall. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if if you're only out for that one year from, from an injury, as long as he's played and, uh, and he's not a mobile quarterback, he's never been a mobile quarterback, you know, he's always stayed in the pocket. So he's never had to worry about, um, you know, getting a concussion from getting hit or, you know, something like that or sliding and then getting hit, you know, because Mahomes got injured because he was running. He was running the ball and he had the option to pitch it. He decided not to. He kept it and, you know, got hit and got injured. So, um, but I feel like everyone's kind of, that's the new era of the NFL. Like every NFL era has like a certain type of quarterback. And right now everyone wants the mobile and throwing quarterback they want the combo you know um and Lamar Jackson you know obviously is a is a big factor in that too you know with him winning an MVP um but anyone who's listened to this show me and Chris have never really liked Lamar Jackson we've never really liked his play because you know it seems like all he can do is really run the ball he's never been really an accurate thrower um so uh you know, I, so I, I, I can see, you know, why, why, you know, the NFL is going towards that. And this draft, I mean, 
Trevor Lawrence had his pro day today. And of course, everyone was ooing and eyeing over it. Um, and I, I mean, know why people bother going? I mean, you know, he's <laughs> going to be like the number one pick, right? Like, if you're any of the other teams, like, why do you even care to go? Yeah. I mean, you've already seen film on him. You know, the Jaguars are going to take him, right? Like, so it's, to me, it's like a new point to even show up to that. Yeah. You know, just, it, like, unless you're planning on making a move. Trading, you know, yeah, trading up or something him. like that. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to try to go get him, then sure, go go check it out. But I think at this point, that he shouldn't even need a pro day. If you, What do you think? He's not going to make good throws while he's running around with nobody running at him. And, like, he, he's been throwing footballs his entire life. <laughs> you know, put shorts on him and nobody's going <laughs> to rush him and you don't think he's going to throw good? Like, I don't know. I, I've never really understood those ones. Like the guys that don't get a lot of play in the national media, sure, you should you should do something like that so people can see that you can make those throws. But you've seen him do it for years now on the national stage, right? Like I don't feel like going and watching him do it in shorts is going to make or break <laughs> your opinion of him. That, that's true. I was telling my, my wife earlier, I was just like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars, after that, handed him a playbook and was like, here, study up, get ready. Start looking. Like, <laughs> The only thing that I would be concerned with with him and actually what I would want to see, I'd like we actually just have a day where we just tackle him a ton, see if he can take hit after hit after hit, right? <laughs> because he's tiny. I mean, he's, he's a slender dude, really, for, you know, coming into what he's coming into here. You know, I mean, there's big men in this league. A lot of the guys that he's going to be throwing to are bigger than him, right? You know, so, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. That's my only thing with him is going to be if he can hold up take the beating because if you watch Joe Burrow this year I thought he played phenomenal football he looked the part 100% but he was getting killed oh he yeah literally getting killed and you're like some of these tackles I was like dude just lost his head like they <laughs> just destroyed him yeah. right? like get him out of there before he is dead right like it was bad so Trevor's not going to go to a good football team no so no to me I would rather see that he can take tackle after tackle after tackle because he's going to be running for his friggin' life yeah, I mean, if you're the number one overall pick as a QB, you're not going to a good team. And, yeah. you know, no matter what year it is, if you're getting picked first, you're not going to a good team. And, you know, 90% of the time you're going to a team that has a terrible offensive line. And so, yeah, you're going to get destroyed. And, yeah, going to Jacksonville is not going to be any different. Like, <laughs> and, right. you know, the the defense isn't going to, you know, help them either because, you know, all the people that they had on defense that was so great have all left. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I talked about this the other night on uh, the show. It, that, you know, to me, it's it's funny because right when you getting to the number one pick, you get all the money up front, right, and you get paid. But the guys that go to like 30, 31, 32, they're going to play for a Super Bowl contender again, and they're learning how to be a pro from a winning football team in a winning organization. You're not coming into this crap team that can't win a game right it'd be different if like jacksonville's had some good seasons and then they just had one crappy season that they made they got the first pick no 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 they've been <laughs> crappy for a while now right so like it's trouble i wouldn't want to go there well when yeah. the jets when the jets originally had the number one pick i was just like well i don't if i was trevor lawrence i wouldn't want to go to the jets just yeah. because of the organization itself it just doesn't seem like it's run very well it's not you know, all the players want to leave. That's kind of a, a big sign, a, a big red flag of just like, hey, like something's wrong here. Like, well, and you're, and you're in the AFC East, so you've got Buffalo who's trending up. You still got Bill Belichick, 
and you've got Brian Flores down in Miami, who's got a lot of first round picks still, and he's been developing a really good football team down there. So you're walking into a situation where he's like all this talk of Deshaun and going over there to the Jets and stuff. I'm like, I wouldn't want to go to the Jets. Like there's <laughs> nobody to throw to. And then yeah. you have to play against three good football teams now, right? Like twice a year, you're going to play three good <laughs> football teams. I mean, yeah. so that's potential six losses a season just in your division, right? Let alone trying to beat anybody else. So I wouldn't want to go there right now. I've been hammering the whole time that the Jets should trade that pick. They need to get as much as they can get because they need more than what that first round mm-hmm. pick at number two is going to give them, in my opinion. I mean, I, you can get Justin Fields. You can do whatever you want there's still a lot of other things that need to go right in order for him to be successful. They already did it with Sam Darnold. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. He's been in a bad situation. Adam Gase is a terrible football coach. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, like trash, <laughs> like terrible football coach. Yeah. And Darnold's had nobody, right? And then you're just going to repeat the cycle and try it with a different guy? I mean, you're just not setting these guys up with anything good to go along with it. It's very difficult to be successful. Well, that's true. And, um, you know, we've always had the debate on here and I've always thrown it up. And so since you haven't been on the show, I'll throw this question to you and see how you feel about it. Um, So what if you do like a reversal and you put a Patrick Mahomes on a Jets and you put a Sam Darnold on the Chiefs? We have said and I have said it would be a completely different situation. Like Mahomes would be having his career going down the tubes and not being able to do anything. And Sam Darnold not necessarily saying he'd have as much success as what Patrick Mahomes has had with the Chiefs, but he would have Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. He'd have all these weapons and people to throw to. So, I mean, do you feel that it would be any different if the roles were reversed or it's still like, you know, it just depends on, you know, the the quarterback that's going in there? I, I'd still say the Chiefs would be more successful than the Jets <laughs> because I, I they're a better team, like you just talked about. Like, to me – Yes, the quarterback is the main piece to the puzzle. You get a good quarterback, you can win football games. You know, we, we were looking for years trying to find a quarterback that could play good football for us, right? But this is a team sport. It, as much as that quarterback can be great and as much as he can throw the ball right where you need it, we just saw in the Super Bowl, some of these guys can't catch it when it hits them clear in the face. Right? <laughs> so it takes a lot of other pieces to the puzzle, right? There's Yes, your quarterback and having that guy that you know you can give the ball with just a couple minutes left and you've got a chance. Yes, that's awesome to have. But getting to that moment is because of a lot of other pieces to the puzzle. And I think, yes, if you were to just – Mahomes' talent might would probably get the Jets a few more wins than what they have. But I would say that the Chiefs would still be more successful than the Jets. The Chiefs would lose probably a few more games than they've won and maybe they wouldn't have a Super Bowl potentially. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but I would say that the Chiefs would still turn out to be the better team. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's, that's why, you know, I have a feeling, you know, some of these top quarterbacks, they, I feel bad for them, you know, when they get drafted because, you know, they go to this team just to know that they're nothing's going to happen with them. You know, nothing, nothing good is going to come on top of that. Your team wants to keep you right. So they offer you this massive payday. And so then it's a choice of yours to believe that you take all this money and you're set for life. And you also may know that you're never going to be a legitimate contender to win a Super Bowl if you stay with that team, right? Because they're kind of trash and they're always going to be trash kind of when you, when you're trying to build that way, at least the way that we've seen it work so far. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the teams that were seen successful, like the Patriots, they got good and then everybody wanted to go there. 
I think that's the other reason the Chiefs are going to struggle. They paid Patrick Mahomes huge money. And then Kelsey's going to command huge money. Hill's going to command huge money. All those teams with Brady, those guys were taking pay cuts. I mean, Brady this year played for $25 million. Mahomes is getting close to 50 Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that's what it takes to win in the NFL. Yeah. Heard Mike Evans afterwards. I, I don't need money. Put this team back together so we can do this again. It takes a team. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. And, I mean, that leads us to – uh, you know, Deshaun Watson and, and the Texans and what's been going on with that. And, you know, Deshaun, we've kind of compared it a little bit to like the NBA, you know, um, you know, Harden was upset. So he demanded a trade and he wanted out because he knew they were going to do bad. So he wanted to go to a better team, you know, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name right now for some odd reason? Um, the guy that wanted to go to the Lakers from the Pelicans, um, Gosh. Oh, uh, Anthony Davis. Yes, thank you. Anthony Davis, Anthony yeah. Davis. On, on a crappy team, demanded a trade, and, you know, went to the Lakers and, and got a title. So now Deshaun is like, okay, I have all this money, but I, I would rather win, win, like is basically what he's saying. You know, I, I know I have all this money, but I would rather win. Um, so the Texans still reporting that he's going to stay a Texan. They're, 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 they're taking calls, but they're not going to, they're not going to deal them. Um, if Deshaun does like stay with the Texans, does this create a problem with the, the Texans? Like in the sense of maybe he's not going to try as hard or he's going to sit out or, you know, pull like a Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, that's always, of course, you know, worst case scenario, but if you had like a crystal ball, what, what would you say would be the, the future of Deshaun Watson? What would you predict is, is going to happen in that situation? Yeah, I, I hate that we've reached this point, right, where guys can kind of do this, especially guys that just got paid. It'd be different to me if he was making like $12 million and they didn't want to seem to pay him. Yeah. And he was like, I want out if you're not going to pay me, right? Like I need yeah. to be paid more. Yeah. But he's getting paid huge money. He just signed a huge deal, right? So you're immediately asking that team not only to trade you, but you're asking them to trade you for a lot, right? Because yeah. they want a return, and this team's got to pay you that takes you. Right? So to me, I think he's going to end up staying there. Is it going to be a disaster? Yes, because <laughs> it already is a disaster. Right? Yeah. It, this team has been in turmoil internally, you can tell, this whole season for sure, if not last year. And then on top of that, this guy that they just hired, I mean, he's supposed to be, like, well-known around the league as a great guy, good football coach, this, that, and the other. He was, like, the passing game coordinator for the Ravens. Did they have a passing game? It's like, I, I yeah. didn't know that the Ravens <laughs> had a passing game, right? Like, I didn't know that they – like, so, to me, it's like you brought in this guy. Like, if I have Deshaun Watson, I want the biggest offensive guru I can get to try to convince him that we are going to change what the Texans are yeah. This is about to be completely different. I feel like they brought in a guy that's kind of just going to try to weather the storm status quo for a couple of years. And at that point, they're still going to be trash and he'll probably be fired. And then it will be somebody else's turn. Yeah. But if they would be, in my opinion, they would be dumb to let him go because he is a great quarterback. Uh, and I'm sure you can get a bunch of picks, but are they going to be Deshaun Watson? I, I mean, I don't, you, you've already seen it. He just had his best season with the worst team he's had. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like to me, you you gotta keep him if you can. But 
if, I mean, if somebody wants to give you three, four picks for them and you're in as much turmoil as you are and it clears your books, I'd feel bad in the end. Still. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're not putting the, the weapons around him to, like, help him out, um, you, you know, kind of what's the point? If your quarterback's going to, you know, play great and you're still going to be 4-12 and 12 or 4-whatever and whatever they were, um, you know, what, what, what's the, what's the point in doing that? Um, you know, JJ Watt's gone too, right? They just let him go. Yeah. And their defense was already suspect. I mean, Watt basically called him out during the season team was giving up, right? Like, so your defense is giving up. Your, your quarterback is now like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, why would I want to be here? Yeah, you know, so I, I don't see how they're going to be successful. And then if you look on the flip side of it, you're not going to have Trevor Lawrence in your division, right? You know, whatever he's going to be, but he's yeah. going to be in your division. The Colts are a great football team. Tennessee is a great football team. So you're not like in a division where you can afford to have a trash quarterback. You're never going to make the playoffs. Right? So you're going to, if you lose them, I feel like you're going to be at the bottom. And then if you keep them, I feel like you're going to be at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like I think they're just going to be at the bottom either way until his contract gets a little easier to dump. Or, or something else, like they get some players. I mean, every time they get somebody good, they just trade them away. You know, like they're like, oh, David Johnson seems really good. Anybody want him? Yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> you know, like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. It was like we'll just, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, it was just like, yeah, like you figured, you figured, you know, you would get some number one picks from them and they only got, what, like a second or a third? Maybe it was yeah. a third. I can't well, remember. They paid him so much money already, right? <laughs> so that's going to be the same thing with Watson. You're going to be like, wait, you're paying him how much? And you want three first round picks? Like, I'm not sure seeing how this equals out for us, right? Like, yeah. We're going to give you, we're going to make our franchise on this guy who's good, but we're going to take out a ton of money and potentially not have picks for the next three years. Like, that's, that's risky business in the NFL, no matter how good the guy is realistically, because your team we've seen can fall in a heartbeat. You know, like the Seahawks were great and they've, t- you know, San Francisco took injuries this year and they fell off the planet, you know, and they were a really good football team last year. So I, to me, you just can't let a guy like that go. You got to find a way. And I think as soon as they hired that guy, they said, we're not going to find a way. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I, I don't see how you, you inspire Watson when you bring in a guy who was part of a not good passing offense and he's supposed to be the passing guru. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, what? You couldn't find anybody that knows how to do offense? Like, legit? Like, you got the enemy. You got all these guys sitting around the league that you could have easily given their shot, right? To an offensive mind, at least make them feel a little better about what's taking place. Yeah, and that could be more encouraging for other players to come and play for the team as right. well. You know, no one's going to want to come and play, you know, now that they've hired that guy. So it's just like... Well, especially when the leader of the team is basically like, I don't even want to be here. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. That doesn't inspire many other players on the team to be like, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. You know, what they do have to... Uh, like, they got A.J. McCarron as the backup, right? So, I mean... He's the most winningest quarterback in <laughs> Alabama history, you know, so maybe, maybe it'll be all right. You got something going there, you know, the <laughs> hidden yeah, gem. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and like you said, J.J. Uh, basically getting released uh, today. That was kind of breaking news. Um, a lot of speculation about where he's going to go. I could see him going to Pittsburgh to play with his brothers. 
um, some speculations about the Packers. Um, I know he definitely, obviously, the plus side of with the Steelers is being with his brothers. Plus side with the Packers is, you know, potentially going to a Super Bowl, um, you know, with Aaron Rodgers there. So it, it's one of those things where I, I don't see him going to some – you know, random team where he's going to lose, you know, it'll be a team that he has a chance to win a, a championship. Um, where, where do you think the best landing spot most likely is going to be for him? Well, I, personally, I'm hoping we make a run at him. Uh, I'd like to bring him in. You know, I think we're, we're we could be a piece like that away from being able to get back and contend. But yeah, I agree with you that he's going to, he's going to play somewhere where he believes he's going to have a chance to just make a run at a title at this point. Right? He's, He's up there in his years. He's probably got two years left, right? You know, he's, yeah. he's probably going to sign with somebody for a two-year deal, one-year option right after the first year, which is good for him to move forward for the second year. Um, but, yeah, I, I could see the, the brother thing would be awesome, right? But uh, you have to believe that they're also a contender too, right, if you want to go there, if we're going to say that. And I'm not sure that they are. Um, you know, with Juju being a free agent, things like that, we'll see what happens with that team. Um, yeah, Packers makes some good sense. I think he fits would be a good fit for us and a piece that we could really use as just a, a good veteran guy that's still got some left in the tank. I don't know how much, you know, so yeah. he might be a little too rich for our price tag, you know, because I, I don't think we could probably pay what he's going to want to pay. So I've heard, I've heard some Seahawks talk in there a little bit too. Uh, but yeah, I agree. 100% going to be a contender. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if like, there's somebody that Tampa can't bring back. He's like a, he's like a Buccaneer. Like, I wouldn't be stunned. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. I saw uh, an ESPN report saying that like OBJ might become uh, a Buck. You know, so it's just like, yeah, let's just throw another wide receiver in so there. Stupid, like, right? you know. Well, it's gonna be interesting because Godwin's a free agent, right? So it's gonna be interesting to see what they do there uh, because he he should get paid. I mean, there should be some good money coming his way. So it's going to be a matter of, I don't know if he's necessarily one of those guys like Mike Evans where he's like, yeah, I'll take a little less, you know, to come back and go after another Super Bowl. Because, you know, for a lot of these guys, and I don't blame them, I mean, next year could be your last year. It's not like this for everybody. It's not Tom Brady for everybody, right? It's, yeah. Some guys, it's a three-year career. Some guys, it's a seven, six, five, you know. So Godwin, best thing he could do is take the most money he can get, right? And, and at least he's taken care of if he goes down and he's been hurt. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, if, if they get somebody like that, that's just, that, that's the kind of stuff that makes me lose faith in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, <laughs> we're not doing the dream team thing in the NFL, are we? Like, yeah. <laughs> that can't be possible. Right. Like, we can't do that. You know, but. All, all the teams like in the NBA that are looking for like that big three, you know, they're always trying to, you know, get the big three and that's all they need. And yeah. That, no, they've, they've already got like a big five in Tampa. Do they really need <laughs> another one? Right? Like, <laughs> Don't need to, to add on to it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, very true. I mean, I'm not, I'm actually not a big OBJ fan. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't, I, but with Brady, he would probably have his best year ever. Probably. Yeah. I was going to say something like that would take place. Right. You know, just like a Randy Moss type of season when he was with Brady, something real stupid would take place, you know, where he'd be setting records left and right. We'd have to do how good of a wide receiver he is again. When <laughs> I don't know that that's the truth, but whatever. <laughs> well, 
I mean, the rumor mill, you know, once it starts going, it's anything's possible, you know. Yeah, it's Uh, fun for sure. I enjoy it. I mean, it's fun to it's fun to think about, especially when it's your team. I mean, the Bills signed Antonio Brown for like an hour, you know, that one (laughs) that one off this this past offseason. I think he was on the team for like an hour, allegedly. I was gonna say, really? I was I don't even remember that happening. Yeah, that was like the talk. It was like he was in town, they were gonna sign him, and the next word was like he was signing with somebody else. No, so it's like he was there for like an hour. So, but it's fun anyway. Yeah, it's 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 fun anyways. Well, uh, well, let's talk about the the Bills then. And you were saying one of the pieces maybe that would be needed, obviously, is you know JJ. Um, so with the the way the season went this year, kind of the focal point is at least you would think is how how to get over the Chiefs is is right. is what the goal is, you know. Um, and obviously adding. Stefan Diggs was the best thing that the Bills could have ever done because they were the second, you know, most dynamic, you know, quarterback wide receiver duo other than um, Mahomes and Hill, I'm pretty sure were the top. So, you know, with that, what, what other pieces or what other things does it take to, you know, going to be able to, to move forward? Cause I almost feel like the division is kind of the Bills division. Now they've kind of, you know, taking the torch from the Patriots since Brady left. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I think you saw in the Super Bowl what it takes to win, right? Against the Chiefs, is you just have to get to Mahomes and you have to disrupt their ability to throw their little three second passes and do that kind of stuff. And our defense didn't show up at all in the championship, which was odd because we've been playing really well. Yeah. You know? So I, I do believe that we need a defensive line overhaul a little bit. I think some of the pieces need to change. Uh, Star Latulier was out this season as he took the COVID um, opt-out early in the season, so he'll be back next year, which could be a boost for us because he eats up a lot of bodies, which could really help the front. But the front needs to get improved. Uh, Matt Milano's a free agent, and it sounds like we're going to let him test the waters. And if he tests the waters, he's probably going to get paid, so he's probably not going to be a bill next year, which means that linebacker becomes an immediate position of need. Like, absolutely, uh, you know, it's a big step down when he's not there. So if he leaves, I would anticipate that the middle of that linebacker position is going to be the top priority. I, I don't think that they would look at the defensive line as much, uh, but the defensive line, linebacker, uh, we still need a QB, uh, a CB2, excuse me. Uh, and I think we've had a couple guys play well there, but I'd like to see it kind of solidified for a longer term than what we're seeing right now. And final piece to me, if I had my choice, uh, we need a running back. You know, I, uh, Singletary to me is not not the guy. Uh, he, he, I said, I was saying at the beginning of the season, he wasn't the guy. I do like Zach Moss, and I, you know, I believe that he is going to be the number one running back in Buffalo next season. Uh, and I believe he rightfully could be the guy and should be the guy. Um, but I'm intrigued to see potentially, like uh, you know, like a Mark Ingram or somebody that's going to cost a little. I mean, you saw we kind of went after Bell before he signed with the Chiefs, like. You can tell there's a there's a feeling in the building that we need to kind of make an improvement there. So if those are my things, and then if, if we lose Josh Allen, we're like in major trouble. Right? <laughs> like, there's a backup quarterback. We got to do something to try to improve it. Uh, you know, Matt Barkley was our backup for the past couple of years. He's a free agent this year. I'm not going to be stunned if he's back um, because he's cheap and he just knows the system and things of that nature. We got Jake Fromm. Uh, you know that we drafted literally did like two practices and then he became like the the COVID guy you know don't talk to anybody don't touch anybody don't do anything in case we need you so but to me 
the defense is what I feel was what lost us that Super Bowl or that, excuse me, that, that championship game yeah. uh, was the defense, right? The, the offense, they didn't score as many points as they could have. They shut us down, you know, kind of, we took a couple field goals that we wouldn't typically take, but offensively, I feel like we're in a good place, but at the defensive side of the ball, we need to sure it up a little bit, just those main areas that they give. I, I do believe the same, like you said, that we will, we will kind of own the division, I think for a couple of years here, at least minimum where we should be the team owning it. And, but, we're close, and I, I and I actually, I think we already can beat the Chiefs where we are right now. Um, but if we had a couple pieces, I think it would really flip it our in our direction. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely agree with the the running back thing because Moss did do a really good job. I feel like, um, but I feel like the NFL kind of to win, you need like a at least a two-headed monster at running back. You need at least two guys that if one guy is out, the other guy can go in and still produce the same way, you know, type of thing. Right. Um, the 40s 40- to judge our running backs too, because we barely ran, right? I mean, we did yeah. not run the ball a lot. I mean, we went some games where we ran like 10 times the entire <laughs> game, right? Like, so they didn't really get a chance to really get going and do their thing. But yeah, I, I'm a, I think we can do better there. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers proved going to the Super Bowl uh, the year before that because um, they had a three-headed monster at running back, and they any time one of the running backs went in, you knew they could, you know, break it off. And um, I always thought, you know, why are they praising Jimmy G so much when really it's just the running game, you know, that is – and the defense carrying them, you know, to that Super Bowl. So – um, you don't have to change it up as much, right? You can keep running your offense. Like some of these running yeah. backs are like so different from each other. It's when you bring them in, it's like, okay, well now we have to change things up. He's not as good as at blocking. He's not as good as running between the tackles. Now we got to try to run outside. And it's like, well, we've been running inside all game and that's working, but he can't run inside. So now we got to run outside. And they're like, well, <laughs> why run it? Like, you know, so Sam Fran proved it. They didn't change anything. They, they found three guys that could run to the outside and that's what they did. Right. They just kept running to the outside. Stop us if you want or can. Yeah. But we're just going to keep running to the outside. Yeah. And, and Jimmy G more or less was just a, um, what do you want to call it? Like a, not a controller. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. He's the, what they call him the, uh, I can't, I know exactly what you're thinking <laughs> of. You know, you're... I just can't think of it now either. <laughs> being asked to think of it. I'm yeah. Yeah. Manager, guy, yeah. right? He's, yeah, he's just—he's never, and and I think we—I think we know that they know that now with all of the talk this so far this off season that they're looking, right? They're looking around to see if there's a better quarterback available. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, one of those quarterbacks uh, is uh, Carson Wentz, and uh, talks about him. Um, reports were that he was going to be sent out by the end of this week, but he still hasn't been. Um, so I don't know if that's because you know, people are backing out now or there's not as many people that are calling and asking about him. But uh, I feel like Carson Wentz, you know, I I could see him going to like a Colts, you know, because, you know, the Colts need that piece. Um, Obviously now since, you know, Rivers retired, but it's it's one of those things where the the Colts were looking really good too as contenders Um, and, you know, a a good defense. Yeah, and exactly, you know, and – a couple of those plays that they would have went differently, maybe could have changed the momentum. Like when they went for it on fourth and goal and turned it over, you know, that was a momentum killer. So um, do you, do you feel like 
Carson Wentz would fit in like one of those areas, or do you see him going to a different team that would be a better fit? Yeah, he he's interesting to me. I, if I were if I were San Fran, the guy I would have wanted would have been the guy that you guys got. I would have been going for Stafford. He would have been like kind of my top choice, really. Yeah. Uh, or even Matt Ryan if he was available, I would have went that route as San Fran. I'm trying to get Wentz. I'm not sure that Wentz is that good. Right, is kind of where my hang up is with him. Like, I'm not sure that it's necessarily that, like, the system isn't working or there's, like, some kind of friction there that's really the cause of what's taking place. I'm just not that sure that he's that good, right? Uh-huh. You know, so I, I – if I was the Niners, is he a step up above Jimmy G? Yeah, probably, right? Well, he's definitely more mobile. He's definitely able to, you know, get out of the pocket better than Jimmy can. And you don't have to just run this play-action type of offense all the time with him. Like, you kind of have to with Jimmy G. You know, he just can't do very much. But I don't know that I would – that would be the way that I would chase. And I don't know that I'd give up picks for wins. Like it feels like yeah. you're getting, it feels desperation a little bit to me to, to give up picks for Wentz because he's pretty unproven. He's been hurt. Right. I mean, like, and when you've got a guy that's like, he can't seem to get along with the coach for some reason, like how's is that really going to change with the new coach? Or is it just like, kind of, that's the guy. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. tough to say. I feel like it was almost like the owners more so than the coach. Cause I mean, obviously the coach didn't like the ownership either and asked to be let go, you know, um, yeah, a good thing. Right. Right. I mean, that's basically almost like the kiss of death for anybody else that wants to come in to be the head coach. Cause the previous head coach basically was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is not a good situation. So I'm leaving. Like it's basically a big, you know, sign saying, don't come here. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> everybody's like, yeah, we'll take Lance. Like, Wait a second. <laughs> He's done a team that's in turmoil. What do you really want it? Right? Like, and he hasn't won in a while. Mm-hmm. Real, realistically, I mean, yes, they won a Super Bowl, but he didn't even win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was gonna right? say, I mean, like, <laughs> Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, who, and that was the other funny one, right? Where they're talking about sending him to the Bears and getting Nick Foles back. It was like, who's running the show over here? <laughs> you should immediately fire them. Right? Like, they're gonna trade back for a guy that they traded like that to me, just makes you look like you're the dumbest human being on the planet. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Oh, can we get him back? And we change our minds. Backseas. Backseas. Like, we wouldn't. Yeah, like, and we'll give you, like, a first or a couple first-rounders for him. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you guys can have him back. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know. The Eagles have been a mess this year. I mean, I think we saw that, like, early on, that they were, like, in turmoil. You could tell. They, they just yeah. didn't fit right. It didn't look right. You could tell that it wasn't right. And, when the average person can see that just by watching that, you know, it's toast, right? Like yeah. it's gone way south when the average person that just looks at the team, they're like, these guys don't really look like they're trying all that hard or like even like want to be here. Yeah. And especially right. in the last game of the season that they could have knocked a team out of the playoffs and they basically gave up, they, they, you know? To yeah. It was like, they basically were just like, eh, you know, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You guys win. It's cool. We don't care. Yeah. You know, no big deal. <laughs> if I was on that team, I'd be like, you got to be kidding me right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, you just – you did what now? The backup's going in live? We're yeah. Winning, right? Like, yeah. I thought our goal was to, like – and most teams typically try to, like, finish the season on the up and up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, even if we're having a rough year, let's at least finish on a positive note. Not them. They're like – they were like, <laughs> we're winning. On, we're winning. We're winning. This is too positive. It's, yeah. Just tone it down a little bit, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sign that's no good. Yeah, go ahead. Get in there. Get in there. You gotta see what he's got for next year. 
Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll want to start him, you know. to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like the Giants coach. I like the Washington coach. So, <laughs> yeah, let's call this one. Yeah. Hold them. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things of the NFC East. Uh, what is the quarterback situation going to look like for any of those teams? Because, you know, Dak Prescott with the Cowboys right now, potentially being franchise tagged again um, with that, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did because, I mean, it's, it's the Cowboys yeah. and they can't make up their mind about Dak, you know. Right. So um, do, you, do you feel Dak is the, the right, you know, I guess quarterback for them or they're kind of just wasting their time with keeping him with all these franchise tags? Yeah, I don't know what to make of the Cowboys ever. Right, like it, it just always feels like they like should be good or like like how doesn't that work? I mean, you've got supposedly like the number one running back in the league. You've got two good wide receivers on the outside, and you can't seem to figure it out, right? Like, yeah. Or every time it gets to where it's a competitive game or it's going to be like a close game that your team should show up, they don't show up, right? They they lose all the time. So I don't know if that's is that the quarterback is that is that the leader? I don't know. But the turmoil, they, they, they to me feel like they're so uneasy too. Like, why? If I were Dak, I would not be like content on being there and giving them everything that I've got. Yeah. They strung me along for now a second season without giving me a deal while everybody else is getting deals. Like, ship me out then, right? Like, if I would be in a much better position if he was the quarterback complaining about wanting to be out right now instead of Deshaun, who's got money, right? Like, yeah. Dak's played good football for a couple of seasons now. You know, he's, he hasn't been able to get him over the hump, but I can't say that it's all his fault. Right? Like, he's, I think he's limited in some aspects, but he's definitely done way better for them than they've had in a long time. And you have to pay that, right? I mean, you pay for that. I mean, it's the price of admission is you pay yeah. that guy, Yeah, you know? But you're just like every year – you know, it's like slap in the face. Here's a franchise tag. Slap in the face. Here's a franchise tag. Yeah. We love you. We love you. <laughs> franchise tag. You I mean, know? Yeah, let's talk contract. Contract. Yeah, yeah here's the franchise tag. <laughs> Thanks, I, I mean, that was basically the Kirk Cousins situation when he was with right. the Washington football team. You know, they were just like, oh, well, prove yourself again. Prove yourself again. Prove that you're worth the money. Prove yourself again. Yeah. And then, you know. Well, especially in that division. I mean, like. If you keep Dak, you have probably the best quarterback in the division. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, Philadelphia, who knows who they're going to technically – I mean, Hurts, sure. I, I I, don't believe in Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL. So, he'll, he'll – he's never going to have my praise until I see him win, like, multiple seasons in a row because they just don't seem to pan out. Yeah. None of, I haven't seen any of them. Washington, you got Alex Smith, and then you got Haskins, who you just let go of, right? So, he's gone now. So, what's the situation going to look like yeah. over there? They kept um, – they, the other guy's name. They they signed Hennessy. Hennessy back, right? So he's the one that they re-signed back. But then you go over to the Jets and they got or excuse me, the Giants and you got Daniel Jones, right? So you're like Who you trips who trips over air as he's running, yeah, you know? He's like the best quarterback <laughs> in the division right now, right? Like yeah. you know, all you have to do to be in the playoffs every year is win your division. I feel like you should pay Dak Prescott money and quit just giving him this franchise tag. But on the flip side of it, I do get it because he's asking you to pay him a lot of money that puts you into a position where you have to be very good with your money moving forward or your team can suck. Yeah. Yeah. Like managing the salary cap with a Patrick, Patrick Mahomes contract 
you know, what that contract could look like, what some of these contracts can look like. You have to be very good at what you do. Your team is going to struggle. So it's to me, if I was them, I would keep them. I don't, there's no better option out there for the Dallas Cowboys right now. There's nobody else that their team is tragically good. Like, I don't, I think that's like a mean, nice way to say that. I don't think that they can, they're, they're ever going to really be that good. Yeah. They don't, they don't seem to have that mentality, right? Like, they have the ability to just kill teams. And I don't know what it is, but. If I'm them, I take him and I keep him as long as I can because at least I'm going to be in the playoffs in the year, probably. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they deserve to pay him. I don't think uh, Dak deserves to get paid like a Patrick Mahomes or like a Deshaun Watson, but he does deserve to get paid and, and have like a long-term contract. Um, I don't know if Dak, if that's what's killing him is because he wants to get, he wants to be the highest paid. I don't know. But yeah, like. I haven't heard really. Yeah, I mean, I know last season they offered him, like, a good deal, and he didn't take it. And, again, I don't know how all that works. You know, sometimes the players are like, well, I just let my agent handle it, and if the agent says no deal, then it's no deal. And it's just like, well, at some point you guys speak up, you pay that agent, so you just got to speak up and be like, hey, well, I want that deal. Like, that's what I'm worth, like, or, you know. Or if you're you're that scared of the money, why not float this idea and just try to trade back to the Jets? You know, really get Sam. Take them. Give me, give me Sam Darnold, and give me your set your second pick. Yeah, and and you take and you pay him. I'll draft Justin Fields or somebody else and try it out with him, and I'll bring in Sam Darnold for a season. And neither one of them cost me money, really, right? So I, I can yeah. get cheap, so I can try to pay other positions and see what happens with one of them. But besides that, then if you're not going to do something like that, then just pay him and quit putting this piece in the road between you and your franchise quarterback, right? Where you're just like, he feels unloved and you're just kind of like, (laughs) we'll see you Sunday, right? Cool, cool, cool. That's fine. Yeah. It it feels like the office space to me with him. They're like, yeah, we're just going to need you to go ahead and come in on Saturday. And on Sunday, could you just sign this franchise tag? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll draft another wide receiver in the first round instead of helping on defense where it's needed, you right. know. Yeah, they've needed help on the defense side of the ball for a few years now. Yeah. And they they don't do anything about it. And they went and got CD Lamb, and it's just like, okay, what was the point in doing that, Mike? <laughs> and I do like I do like Dins. I mean, I think he's going to be a good cornerback for them. But the way that that team is trending, as soon as he can leave, he's going to leave. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's the other piece of it, right? Is if you don't start putting together a team that's winning, even if you do draft really good guys, the moment they can leave, they're going to leave, right? Because somebody's going to pay them, and they can get paid by a team that's winning. Right? So like, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, so like if you, you have to turn it around, or you're just going to start losing all your players. The reason you have a draft is so you can develop young players and you sign them and you keep them on your team long term, right? You know, like you draft them in their years for ten years because they were the right move and they fit your culture and your team. What the Cowboys do is come in and try it out. You know, look how fancy we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to get paid? Uh. Yes. <laughs> we don't really do that here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, about that. You know, it just it, it just feels to me like it was like that for the Bills forever. I mean, even when you hit free agency, if you're not winning, people don't want to go there. Yeah, if you don't change the culture, like if the culture is like, okay, we're used to losing and that's just how it is, 
then, you know, because that was the whole thing with the Browns when, um, oh, on Hard Knocks, what was his name? Why can't I think? I'm blanking on names tonight for some odd reason. Um, Brown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Landry. When, when Landry was on Hard Knocks and he basically told the wide receiver group, he said, this team has a culture of losing and that's what you're used to. That's got to change. Like that's got to, we got to stop that. And it's, it's the same with other teams. If, if you have that culture and that's what you're used to, yeah, other players are not going to want to come. It's not going to seem enticing because it's like, well, why do I want to go to a team where they just feel like losing's a norm? Like, you know. Right. Yeah. Or it's like, you, the Bills did it for the longest time where we would reach points in every game where even this year, because I'm so used to it, <laughs> I would, we would come up against like the Jets and I'd be like, we're going to find a way to lose this game, right? Like just because that's the culture that I was so used to seeing of the Bills was like, we look good, we're competitive, but as soon as it comes down to the moment where we have to win or do something right, we're not going to do it and we're going to lose. And that we've changed that the past couple of years. But when you, if you can't do that, you sit down at the bottom of the pack in the NFL for a very long time and you just can't get your way out. I mean, look at Detroit, look at Jacksonville. I mean, look at Cincinnati. A lot of these teams, when you fall, if you don't get back up real quick, you stay down there and there's no, there's no coming back to NFL love. And even when they've expanded the playoff, they're still not getting right. Like it's, you got to change it. You got to figure out a way. And shockingly, it, it worked for the Browns with a guy like Landry doing it because he's not typically that like leader in the clubhouse type of guy, right? He tends to be more of give me the ball and get out of the way. <laughs> if you're not going to give me the ball, you're the worst quarterback ever. Yeah. And he'll tell you <laughs> that you suck, right? To his yeah. own quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that is true. And, um, you know, it was interesting for the Browns because, you know, when Juju was asked about playing them in the playoffs, you know, Juju said, yeah, I'm not worried about – them beating us because it's the Browns, right. you know, it's the same old Browns. And then they got slaughtered by the Browns, yep. you know? So yeah, if, if, you know, other teams had that mentality about that's how your, that other team is, you know, they, they come in kind of already feeling like, well, we already have this game one. Cause I mean, they already have the mentality that, that, you know, the other team has a losing attitude. So. Right. Now the flip side of that, the other team is coming in saying, we're just going to whoop them because they're a crap team. Like, I, I don't care how much hype yeah. they have right now or how great they're doing. It's still the Browns. It's still the Bills. We're going to go in there and we're going to whoop them. Like, they're, who cares if they're playing well right now? And other teams that are good, they feed off that the same way, right? And they end up staying up here too because they get so accustomed to just being like, oh, it's just we're, we're going to go in here and win again. Like, we're playing the Browns? Oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs> Wait, another win? Cool. All right. Cool, cool, cool. This will be a fun week, right? You know, and it changes everything. I mean, it, I, I think every one of us who's played sports knows that when you have momentum on your side, ten things tend to go your way, right? When you're a winning franchise, things go your way. When you're a losing franchise, it seems like all hell is breaking loose all the time. You know, it's like you can't ever get out. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, you know, the, the Patriots having so much success over – the years in the past, you know, like a Randy Moss coming to their team or like, you know, these other players that would come there, they wanted to come because it was a winning mentality. And, you know, you came thinking, you know, I have a chance of winning a Super Bowl here. It, right. You know, it didn't matter what year it was because you had Tom Brady and you had Bill Belichick. So it was just like, I'm on this team. So there's a good possibility. Yeah. There's, be in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
like you said, I would not be surprised if Tampa is going to draw in some big names again during the off season, just because it's Tom Brady. So yep, absolutely. Um, that, that definitely could happen. Um, well, man, well, we have been able to cover a lot of great stuff. I'm trying to look at the podcast page here on Facebook to see if there's anything that we left out. I don't think there was, I think we kind of covered all the, um, the major uh, things that had happened. Um, I don't think we were able to talk about the NFL awards that had happened. Um, uh, Basically, like you said, you mentioned earlier, you know, Aaron Rodgers winning his third MVP again. Um, You know, they drafted Jordan Love. They kind of basically said, you know, hey, we don't want to help you out. (laughs) We we want we don't want to draft like a wide receiver or someone who could actually help you because apparently Devontae Adams is the only one that can catch a football for the Packers. So, um, you know, did that give Aaron Rodgers the motivation to win his third MVP or was it just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers and going in there and doing it? Yeah, to me it was – I think it's LaFleur quite a bit too, right? Like he's got you – because to me this this team didn't change very much from the previous year, right? And yeah. they were not good the previous year. I think once you got rid of Mike McCarthy, or I guess two years ago would have been, right, when McCarthy left and then LaFleur took over, you could start to feel the change. And then Rodgers, I think, just got put back into a system – where he could just play good football and he's a good quarterback, right? So he was his numbers wise, he was deserving of the MVP this year. You know, Josh Allen was in the mix. Uh, you know, and it depends yeah. on what you what you look for. Because me, I when I when I say MVP, to me, it's like yes, I want him to have really good numbers, but to me, it's like that guy proves to me each and every week that that team is successful because of him. Right. Or he he's the difference in the absolute to why that team is the best. And I don't know that you could say that for Rodgers this year, because I thought their defense was really good, uh, you know, as well. But, yeah, I mean, he put up sick numbers. It's you can't take that away from the guy. And then he came out at the end of the season pissed off, you know, and acting like he doesn't want to play football anymore or whatever. You know, so we'll see what happens with him. I didn't. Most of the awards I was cool with. I didn't really have any issues with any of them, except for Coach of the Year. Uh, I think they, I think they got that real wrong. Uh, I, yes, the Browns had a great year and they broke a long streak, but Sean McDermott broke that streak yeah. three years ago in Buffalo. Right? Yeah, and yeah. They didn't get a Coach of the Year then. Got them their first playoff win this year and took them to an AFC Championship. Had a better record, and he didn't get Coach of the Year. Right, like so. To me, it was that one was a little slight, but the rest of them, I was, I was pretty cool with. I mean, the rest yeah. of them kind of fell in line with everything. You know, Alex Smith absolutely deserved, you know, that award after being the comeback player of the year. You know, so most of that stuff I, I felt was you know, pretty spot on. So the coaching ones were a little questionable, but. Yeah, I mean, the coaching, I mean, I can see a strong case for the, the Bills coach. Um, I, I really thought uh, maybe the Dolphins coach could have, you know, been in there as well from the team that the Dolphins were to one year of, you know, putting some draft picks together. I mean, that team had players like the Jets this year where players were saying, I want out. Like, I, I this is not a good team. I want out. Trade me. And the Dolphins were just trading them like crazy. Um, and now, you know, they had a winning season and they barely missed the playoffs, you know, um, Even like Matt LaFleur in green Bay. I mean, another great year, Andy Reid in Kansas city. 
I mean, they lost one game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were the defending Super Bowl champs, and they lost one game during the regular season. I mean, you could have argued that he was coach of the year to be able to do that again. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the thing with the Browns to me was that he didn't even coach one game in the – and they won, right? It was like, so they really need him? Like, oh. he didn't even coach one of the games. Yeah, the wild card game, I think, is the one they he didn't coach, right? Yeah, because he had, like, COVID or whatever, right? So he was out, so he didn't even coach a game, and they <laughs> won without him. So it's like, is this guy truly the coach of the year? They didn't even need him to win. Right? You know, like, but I think you could have made arguments for quite a few coaches this year that, that put together some strong seasons, some good campaigns. And, you know, I felt like just uh, – for all the historical stuff that McDermott did this year and the way it's been trending that he would have been up there for it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Browns, I get it. it was, it's a long streak and it's broken and they had a good season. And realistically, they were a fumble out of the end zone for beat Kansas city. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they, I was almost like, we're going to watch a bills and Browns <laughs> AFC championship. Like what the hell is going on? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, so they, they were close. I mean, so they're a good team and we'll, and, they got a great offensive line, you know, so uh, I think that, uh, you know, he, he did a great job over there, obviously, and he's the best coach that they've had there in a very long time, you know, so it, it's definitely on the upswing for Cleveland, I think. Yeah, um, and then, of course, being biased, but I, I was happy that Aaron Donald won his uh, third Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, I know J.J. kind of came out and talked some trash, saying that his brother T.J. should have won it because he had better stats than um, Aaron Donald. Uh, but I mean, Aaron Donald is kind of a transcendent defensive player. Like you, you don't see those type of people come around very often. And I really do think the last player that was like that was Lawrence Taylor. Like, I, I really think that them two are comparable in how transcendent they were on defense. Like, um, that. that he could carry a team like that. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Donald wins a fourth one at some point and breaks the record because right now he's tied with Lawrence Taylor and J.J. Watt for winning three. Um, both of them won three. So, But I really think that Aaron will win a fourth at some point and, and have the most defensive player awards for for that. Um, of course, he accepted the award and said, you know, I'm not going to be satisfied until I'm holding the Lombardi trophy. So, um, And he said that – yeah, exactly. And that's that's what he said when he won the uh, NFL top 100 players. He was voted as the number one overall player. Um, they give you like a little trophy for that, too. And he said the same thing. He's like, I'm not going to be satisfied until I'm holding the Lombardi. So, um, yep. I, you know, I really was hoping they were going to win the year they went against the Patriots uh, a couple years ago just because I felt like he deserved it. And I thought that would be the best chance for him to win it at that point. Um, so but. We'll see. Fingers hoped every year is always, you know, you know, right. <laughs> you're, you're always hoping that that year is going to be the year for your team. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see with the Rams if we can keep our, our top defense going. Um, feel like we're probably going to lose a lot of pieces in free agency. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what McVay can do with, with the pieces that he has. Um, right. but yeah, uh, that I think about uh, wraps things up with uh, everything going on with that. Um, was there any other major like uh, sports news or anything like that that uh, I guess was, you know, trending or going on that we needed to bring up that you can think of? No, I mean, I feel like we hit pretty much <laughs> most of the good stuff that's taken place this past week here. You know, we didn't really talk about your 
massive trade, you know, but that was uh, kind of last week, last week news, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much covered most of it. We're obviously getting in. I mean, the only things we didn't really touch on is, you know, Tom Brady throwing the Super Bowl trophy, you know, from boat to boat, <laughs> getting all tore up and, you know. Oh my going. gosh. He was yeah, smashed, man. Yeah, smashed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we hit most of everything, but yeah, it's, it's the, this week tends to be kind of like a little lull most of the time, right? Everybody kind of just takes a breath, but yeah, I think we hit pretty much everything. Yeah, I think um, now it's going to be, uh, especially with today with Trevor Lawrence's uh, pro day, I think every yeah. every day is going to be another top person's pro day, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll start seeing a lot of draft stuff, all the mockery, all the mockery <laughs> will start taking place daily, you know. Yeah, exactly. This is this is fun. I like it. I like the lead up to the draft and stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it is pointless as some of it is. It's still fun to you know kind of to watch it and see it happen and just hear different things about guys that are coming up. And it's always fun to see who the guy is going to be that like supposedly shoots up the draft board and you know comes out of nowhere as the guy that's like makes his jump. And you know, there's always one of them every year. So it's always fun to see. Or there's always that guy that like just dominates the combine right so it's it's always interesting to see who's going to be that guy too yeah i don't think they're doing the combine this year are they i thought they were going to do it like in a more regional kind of like fashion thing but maybe they're not can't remember i thought for some reason i thought i saw that um they had uh, posted you know with all the covid stuff that they weren't going to have the the combine this year um they were just going to do the pro days um yeah. but uh but i'm not i'm not 100 percent positive on that um one thing i guess you could bring up real quick just to wrap things up too um any ufc uh fans out there um there's a pay-per-view tomorrow that's going to be uh on which will be good um uh kuzman versus uh banks uh for the title which will be good but the major news coming out of ufc today that they announced that um, the winner in the heavyweight championship fight between stipe and um Nuganu, will fight uh, Bones Jones for the heavyweight title after that. So Bones Jones has the winner of the the heavyweight championship match coming up here in March. Um, so it'll be interesting to see Bones Jones moving up to heavyweight and uh, trying to take on the big guys with uh, him being so uh, slim and everything. He's a kind of a lanky guy, but doesn't mean he can't handle or, you know, rock with the heavyweights, but, you know, you, you got to worry about that power sometimes because Nuganu has that one hit and you're asleep. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. I mean, there's a little extra weight coming at you behind some of that force. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, just wanted to kind of go over, you know, bring that up real quick before we wrap things up. Um, so as always, we uh, appreciate, you know, everyone listening on uh, and watching on YouTube. If you watch on YouTube, um, we got a lot of views for the Super Bowl contest. So we were really happy about that. Um, congratulations again. I got, I forgot to shout out to, uh, Brian Boo Boo Bar. He used to be my co-host when we first started this thing. Uh, he was the only one that predicted the Bucks were going to win. So, uh, he, uh, didn't matter what score he predicted because he was the only one that picked the Bucks. So, um, he got the, uh, the cool, um, Mandalorian, uh, artist print, um, that one of the local artists in Utah made. Um, so we're going to be sending that to him in the mail. Uh, we might try to do something, even though no one else picked the Bucks. we might try to still do closest score gets like second place and third place. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, Cause we want to still hand out those, those cool uh, artist prints uh, that we got for uh, the contest. 
Um, so check us out on YouTube, Sports Harder Podcast. Uh, check us out Facebook, Sports Harder Podcast as well. Uh, Instagram, Sports underscore Harder underscore Podcast. Uh, Twitter at Sports Harder P, capital S, capital P. Um, as always, you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all the major places you can listen to us. And uh, go uh, start listening to Colts uh, podcast, and um, I'll let you shout out for for all of that. Give out all the info how they can listen to all your stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, so it's the uh, the Buffalo Nerd. It's on all the platforms, you know, that uh, Matt just mentioned. Uh, you can find me on all those same places. Uh, if you want to get to the main hub, uh, you can just go to the buffalonerd dot com. Uh, that's got the RSS feed there. Uh, you know, I've got a little shop attached to it. Uh, some information about myself. Uh, the foundation that I'm uh, going to be donating any proceeds that the show receives this year uh, is going to be going to that foundation. So you can find out a little information about them. Uh, if you want to feel like donating to, you know, that charity, there's links on the site to donate directly to the charity. Um, but yeah, there's a, uh, there's a Patreon page. Um, I'm starting kind of like a fun little thing to get some people engaged calling it the nerd mafia. Nice. Uh, you know, so <laughs> if you guys want to check that out, uh, you know, pretty much just head over to the Buffalo nerd. You'll find everything that you need. Uh, look me on every social channel. Uh, shout me out you know i got the you know you guys can hit me up email phone call whatever you guys you know hit me up here listening uh, looking to meet people talk about uh, you know cool organizations and stuff so if you know about a charity organization somebody like that that you think that would be cool to have on a sh- have on the show that kind of stuff uh, just shoot me a message over at the website so uh, matt appreciate you guys uh Chris, I know wasn't here with us because uh, he's probably winning money right now <laughs> in Vegas. Uh, but uh, thanks for having me on. It was a good chat. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Uh, thanks again for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, hopefully, you know, I know you'll probably be busy and everything, but hopefully we can do it again with having Chris on. That way we can have, uh, you know, all three of us have a cool, uh, cool episode, you know, doing that. Um, yep. so hopefully we can keep in contact and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll share your stuff on our, all of our platforms. So that way people can find it and, and get to it and, uh, definitely donate to that charity, which is really cool. Um, I think, uh, me and Chris, uh, we have some, uh, some, uh, proceeds from, uh, people listening to our podcast. So, uh, we might send some, some money your way from, from that to help out with your charity and, uh, especially yep. with, uh, coming on and, uh, helping me out with being a co-host today. So. Yeah, man, sounds good. Head over there and do it. Go. Same thing goes for everybody. I like to tell people on the show, you know, it's it's not always about money. You know, if I understand, like, I'm not a rich dude, right? Like, uh, people can't always afford to give money to causes and things like that. But sometimes just spreading it out and talking about it, uh, you know, puts it in front of somebody that can or, you know, yeah. somebody that can make a big difference. So, yeah, it's good to just talk about. So, appreciate that. Uh, spread it around, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Alrighty. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, until next time, we will uh, catch you guys.